Before you jump into this episode, I want to put a date in front of you. Hey, it's Aaron from Real WW Talk. July 7th. Just for a second, I want you to visualize yourself on July 7th. How are you feeling? Do you have more energy? Do you have a brighter outlook? Or do you feel stuck? The time is going to pass anyway, and it's completely within your control how you feel in just a few short weeks. And as you come up with your goals, the things that you want to do to be feeling your best on July 7th, I want to recommend that you join our next Real WW Talk Step Bet. July 7th is the last day of that step bet. It's actually going to begin on May 27th, Memorial Day. That's an easy day to remember. So download that step bet app, place that $40 bet on yourself for accountability, for your goals, and join us in the real WW Talk Stepping Into Summer step bet. I think you'll be so glad you did. And come July 7th, you'll have an amazing feeling of accomplishment. Use the game code RWWT or look for the link in the show notes. Okay, let's get on to your episode. Welcome to Real WW Talk. It's the podcast of three diverse friends, Candace, Aaron, and Ricky, who are following the Weight Watchers plan. I'm the Aaron part of the trio, and each week we talk about our health journey on WW. Sometimes it's something we've learned, maybe it's something that we're struggling with, but the bottom line is there's no hiding, no trying to make ourselves better than we are. It is just real talk because we can't change if we aren't willing to be real about what needs to change. On today's Real WW Talk, here's fair warning <laughs> we spent the first 15 minutes talking about the incredible moment cottage cheese is having right now. So if you'd rather skip that, then skip to the 15 minute mark where we spend our last 20 minutes discussing the pros and cons of accountability partners. Are you ready? Let's talk. Hi, welcome to Real WW Talk. I am Erin. I'm Candice. And I'm Ricky. Well, ladies, another week, another week down, another week in. How are you doing? I really like your shirt. I know that for people on the podcast, you can't see it, but Erin has has a nice little like purpley kind of, I like the vibe. I got it from the loft outlet three years ago and I can still wear it. (laughs) You win the night. Clothes that you can wear from three years ago. You win. (laughs) How's everybody's week been? How are you doing? Ricky, you go first. I talk last. Okay. Um, it's been a good week, just chugging along, getting used to another new routine for summer, summer school. It's getting ready to start next week. So had a few prep days to get ready for the kids this week. And it's just another new routine to get used to. But I'm okay with that, because I still have some days off and it's still summer. So um, doing good. (laughs) You had mentioned the last time we talked about um, wanting to get back in the kitchen and do some more cooking. Have you Mm -hmm. like laid out what you're going to make? Have you had thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I was definitely inspired by the crock pot. I know you shared that you were going to, you used yours last week and I had some chicken. So, you know, I put it in there and I seasoned it, but not too much. So I could make it versatile. I thought about you know, the whole thing is capsule wardrobes now. People talk about that. It's almost like a capsule, you know, <laughs> kitchen items. Um, so having that, and then I have some frozen items I got from Trader Joe's, a couple of meats that I could mix with rice or or with the chicken that I made, I could do quesadillas and, you know, j- just making it versatile. I also had some pasta sauce. I could throw it into 
to that with some pasta and you know it's nice to have options i feel like when i don't have options and it's just one thing that's a leftover that's been in the fridge for a couple of days it's so easy to say i don't want it I, yep. i'm gonna go pick something up and um now that I have a lot of options, I feel a little bit freer and just knowing there's something I can whip together quickly mm-hmm. and enjoy. I love that, Ricky. I think meal prepping the ingredients that all kind of work together like a capsule wardrobe. I think that's mm-hmm. genius. That's mm-hmm. genius. I love it. Yeah. And meal prep is so key. It's so key. I just love that. Yeah. That's that's what I was focused on because you know, I came back from vacation week before. And you know, when you're eating out so much, sometimes it's nice to get back into the routine of eating at home. Like you don't Mm -hmm. really realize how much you appreciate home cooked food when your only options have been eating out. So, you know, I tried to focus on trying different recipes and going to, I know Erin had shared last week that she was going on Instagram and Pinterest to look at exercises, but I still went and looked at food. Because I'm a foodie. Um, <laughs> what did so, you see that inspired you? Well, uh, I saw a buffalo chicken quesadilla that I actually had Aaron send me over. <laughs> I have yet to make it yet, but it looked amazing. And I found the site. Have you ever had a site like on my on Instagram? You know, you need to not follow because everything they make is like. Oh, absolutely. Um, incredibly amazing, but probably like 35 points each dish mm-hmm. and not for the whole dish, but per serving. Like mm-hmm. it's extremely decadent. I need to stop following this person. I'm not even going to say their name because I don't want to do that to anybody else. But that's what I was doing this week was trying to find things <laughs> that weren't 35 points, but also would satisfy me. And there's a lot of good things that are out there. So mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm happy to be back into my routine at home. Yeah, routines are they're so necessary. Yeah. Um the the recipe that I sent Candice, it's budget bites b y t e s and it's a shredded buffalo chicken that goes in the crock pot. It's chicken, it's sweet baby raised buffalo chicken sauce, some uh, like a homemade ranch mix that goes inside of it. And then she does a quarter cup of butter, but I peeled it back to two tablespoons of butter and that was plenty for me. And a five ounce portion was three points. So, I mean, pretty fine. And then you mix that with like maybe a little bit of sour cream. And I had it one day over sweet potatoes Oh and you get a little bit that salty and the heat together. And then, okay. I mixed Candace. I'm I'm just going to say this and I can't wait to watch your face. I blended cottage cheese (laughs) It's making a comeback. People are like obsessed with tomato sauce. No, so I did cottage. Do that. So cottage cheese blended up and then mixed the buffalo in it, and it made a buffalo dip. Yeah. And so I used romaine lettuce, like the lettuce leaves, as like a dip along with some tortilla chips. So I got a little bit. Yeah, sounds good. Back forth of both. Can we talk about the glow up that cottage cheese is having right now? Cheese is like the thing. It's like taking the place of cauliflower. Like, like cauliflower used to be like the big thing, and Mm -hmm. but like or two ingredient dough. But like Mm -hmm. cottage cheese is having its moment, and it changed my mind when you what Aaron, what you just said when people said, "Why don't you just blend it if you don't like the texture?" Mm -hmm. I was like. I've seen that with tomato sauce to make a creamy tomato sauce. that's not too many points. It's, you know, you get your tomato sauce and you put the cottage cheese in, blend it. And 
serve it with your pasta. See, that's a great. Okay. What else? I know this is not what we were going to talk about. And if you want to know the truth, I've completely forgotten what we were going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> accountability partners. I will be your accountability partner when it comes there to we go. recipes. <laughs> the irony that it's accountability partners and I needed my accountability partners to remind that we're talking about accountability partners. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> But let, but really, let's talk about how that really, have you seen that all over social media? Like even the Weight Watchers social media people like have really been on it with this. I feel like it started with the ice cream. Yes. The ice cream. The cheesecake. The cheesecake. Yes. Okay. Now that cheesecake thing that you mix with Greek yogurt, because I can get lactose free Greek yogurt and cottage cheese. I mean, that actually looks pretty decent. Yeah. People say it's good. Yeah. But look at your face. <laughs> I mean, people say I think it. there's a scale. I think there's always yeah. a scale of good. Is it going to taste like it came from the Cheesecake Factory? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. But is it going to be a nice alternative that you can have at home? Sure. This is the piece that I wrestle with with cottage cheese because it's fairly salty. Mm. Um, and I, so I get the lactate version of cottage cheese. As far as I know, that's the only one that doesn't have any lactose in it. And it's good. It's a 4% milk fat. So it's a higher milk fat. It's very delicious, but it is on the salty side. So I'm trying to think about that in some of the sweet things. And I'm like, I I feel like I've got to use a lot of sugar to overcome the salt factor. Yeah. When you think about it, isn't salt an ingredient when people make ice cream? Like... Mm -hmm. No. Well, that's the rock salt usually helps churn it. You're oh, mixing the okay. salt with the ice to keep it okay. icy. Maybe ice. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's just good to try. Like I said, I, I was one who there used to be a breakfast that I made that had cottage cheese. Like you'd yes. like this. You got me into that. Yeah. And I think it was still always the texture though. Like I always was like, it's just like they're like lumpy, weird looking, but because it's been everywhere. I've now in my true fashion of being influenced by social media, you know, like I need to give it a go. So I bought some and David looked at me like, what are you going to do with that? Is it going to sit here and go bad? Like the last batch that you bought. I'm like, no, I'm going to make cheesecake. He said, I'm not trying that. (laughs) He said, you can have all of that because I'm not going to try any of it. Listen, though, the cottage cheese blended with a package of like a ranch mix or something like that. Like it makes a really awesome dip. That sounds amazing. Really good dip. And then I, like I said, I put it in with the buffalo, the shredded buffalo meat in the sauce. And it, it was a buffalo chicken dip. It was so good. And lots of protein. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a double, it's a double whammy and double win there. So, I mean, I'm not going to be grudge cottage cheese and the glow up it's having because here's the thing. Cottage cheese has not changed. We've changed and we (laughs) owe cottage cheese an apology because it's just been doing its thing for like, 40 years, 50 years, it was supporting our moms in their WW journeys. And then everybody was like, Meh. yeah, and mm. now, now we're making it into ice cream. It's, you know, but I'm just waiting to see what the next thing's going to be. Is it going to be like, oh my gosh, celery. Have you all tried this and this? And I'll be like, look, oh, that's already a thing. No, it's celery not. juice. 
oh my gosh, are you serious? Haven't you seen all the stuff on celery juice? Drinking celery juice every day helps cure eczema. And- it's supposed to be really good for your stomach. Yeah. Um, when oh. I was dealing with stomach stuff. But okay, this is what I want to make. I saw this today on Instagram. Smash broccoli. And once it's smashed, you put a little bit of olive oil, maybe like some Parmesan cheese. I think they put a little flour on it so it could get like a little crunchy. Hmm. Roast it. And then you've got like a crispy little broccoli kind of, I don't know, almost like with the smashed potatoes that you see. Mm -hmm. I feel like that looked really good to me. I, I feel like we it. have now to try, we have to try all these recipes and put it on our Instagram and Facebook feed so that people mm-hmm. can see that'll make us cook one mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. and then we can see if these are really good. Because I just saw someone talk about broccoli and how they were very upset that people tend to cut off the stem mm-hmm. and they were like, the stem is edible and good, but they said you're supposed to peel it mm-hmm. just like you do like a potato, the stem part. And they said inside of it, if you were to cut it up small, people serve it like on charcuterie boards. Like I was like to try it. And they say, guess what this is. And some people don't know like what vegetable it is, but it's actually really good. I was like, interesting. Cause I am that person who only eats the florets for broccoli. Yeah. yeah I've always taken the stalk and then put the shredding attachment on the, on my food processor. And then I, brr, brr, so I make a broccoli slaw with it. Oh. I've never had broccoli slaw. Is that just like, what do you put in it? Is it just oh. like how you make potato? Well, potato my slaw. gosh. Okay. Yeah. Broccoli, Whole depending slaw. on whose broccoli slaw you get, totally Southern thing because they're putting sugar in with mayo and vinegar. So you make oh, that. I love it. I will right. love it. The cream mix. And then you cut the broccoli florets or the broccoli slaw. You get that part. And then um, some, some people add raisins and sunflower seeds and then that mix over top of it. My mom does not go in that direction. She does bacon, red onion, cheese, and the sauce. Your mom Ooh, is my kind of person. Speaking my language. Okay. The first one I was like, oh, that's why I haven't tried it. I like your mother's version. My my local grocery store has a ton of like the prepared foods and they call it the broccoli crunch salad. And Ooh. they, I mean, the broccoli is cut like super, you don't even know necessarily that those are stalks in there. Like they're super fine. And they have some of the sunflower seeds. They have some raisins. Sometimes they'll use the cran raisins. And you would look at it. I can see both of your faces. And I love this because how many times, if you're on the podcast, you can't see it. But just picture, you're probably doing the same thing on the other side of the podcast going, ew. You lost me at raisins. Yeah, I was holding on with the sunflower seeds, but raisins. Okay, switch it to dry raisins. She said cran raisins, okay. Switch it to the dry cranberries then. It is, it's like this sweet, salty type of hit thing. It is so good. It's really good. Obviously, I'm going to have to make it for you guys for you to believe. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I think I'll pass. You okay. both say that, and then I'll make it for you. And you be like, you know, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I know you. You're probably right, but I don't know if I want to try it. I want to try your mom's version first. Let's take a quick break. Hey, quick question for you. Are you someone who wants to be fit, healthy, and happy? 
And what if I told you you could get your dream body by simply just listening to a podcast? I'm Josh. And I'm KG. And we are the hosts of the Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast. Listen, we get it. Fitness isn't easy. Carbs, no carbs. Just stop, okay? It doesn't have to be that complicated. And that's why we made this podcast. We get straight to the facts so you can become your best you. So the way to check us out is click the link in the show notes or search Fit, Healthy, and Happy podcast on any of the major podcast platforms. We'll see you soon. <laughs> I, I vote for that. First. <laughs> You've been outvoted. You know what? I you are the weakest have them over for breakfast <laughs> soon, but I'm gonna switch our breakfast to like broccoli mess. Listen, <laughs> listen. Broccoli I know we've gotten off topic with our conversation, but we're not gonna get off topic with our recipe for our get together. Okay, I let's make committed to something. <laughs> Okay, so let's put us back on topic now that we've talked about broccoli having its moment and (laughs) cottage cheese. cheese. (laughs) Guys, if you do not see us post any of these recipes that we've made, call us out because I am making us make a commitment to share (laughs) these things that we make. Accountability partners make. Who's who's cooking these? Well, Erin, you're going to make, well, you already made it, the buffalo chicken cottage cheese dip. I mean, I would love to You're making your smash broccoli, Ricky. Okay. And then I will do videos of me tasting both of those to let you know if they're good. (laughs) So you're not making anything. You're not making anything. I didn't get out of this. I'll make the broccoli salad. Aaron's mom version. Candace is like, I beat breast cancer. I just can't right now. (laughs) You know, I'm going to milk that for like... I feel like I get a full year of milking that, being that I went through a year of treatment. I'm going to be like, well, milking it, ma'am. You can bring over something for me because all I wanted was some cottage cheese, you know, like not even hard things. I just want some cottage cheese and some smashed broccoli. I mean, I don't ask for much. Lord have mercy. Okay. Oh gosh. Accountability okay. partners. They're very important. As you can tell, when you find a crew, you got a crew. <laughs> we are the best no. accountability partners for each other. I don't know how we're really holding each other accountable though. I somehow yeah. Ricky and I feel like we've got the harder end of this deal. <laughs> it's probably true, but you know, I will be there for you in your time of need. That's right. <laughs> in the future. God forbid for anything that I went through. Something oh small, like a hangnail. Okay. I'll bring over some cottage cheese. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Pros of an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. Go. What's a pro of having an accountability partner? This right here. To be honest, seriously. Okay. Serious face. I think that. <laughs> serious face. Um, we all. I think accountability partners, the reason why I've always gravitated towards wanting them is it's somebody who understands the struggle. Because usually an accountability partner is someone who has the same struggle that you do. Mm-hmm. And weight loss and like the whole weight thing can feel lonely at times. It has for me. So I've always seen accountability partners as the people who get me and who can challenge me because I'm more willing to listen to because I know that they get the struggle. Mm-hmm. And I've, because I felt very isolated growing up as the person in the family who couldn't get it together with their weight, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's why meetings work, because I think it's just a bigger for people who have gone to the meetings or even the virtual ones. It's like a whole room full of people who get you and can help you feel less alone. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? 
Ricky? I, I agree. I think it's the encouragement too of, you know, if you, especially if you have them in a specific place, you know, it's great to have you guys as my accountability friends. And then also to have a friend, you know, I have a friend at work who is incredibly encouraging and is going through the program too. She's been, had her ups and downs of the program, just like me. So she really understands. And she's in that setting that I complain about the most where, you know, it's a school. So there's, you know, potlucks, there's, surprise, there's a cake in the kitchen, we're celebrating someone's, you know, engagement. So we have cupcake, you know, like she's in that same setting. So she understands. And if I've shared my honest goals with her, and she shared her honest goals with me, it's a lot harder. If you know, you make eye contact in the break room, (laughs) and the cakes in between you, it's a lot harder to, to, to grab that if you guys are in the same place and have the, you know, and you know what each other are working towards. Um, so I think it can be really beneficial in supporting what what I say I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, full <clears throat> confession, transparency. I've never wanted accountability partners because it's not that I haven't wanted to be accountable to them. It's just that it's not just that. It is uh, means having to reveal part of yourselves and be honest mm-hmm. with somebody when mm-hmm you're well for me, like I'm not even willing sometimes always to be honest with myself. Like I'd rather hide a little. Um, Mm -hmm. so I've learned over the years, um, WW and the meetings were the first step for me of having accountability partners or something about going in for us. It was every Saturday morning and seeing the same people and even having the same person at the scale, you know, not making up an excuse every single week and recognizing that you're making up an excuse to that person when they heard the same excuse the previous week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just being able to sit in a space and hear everybody share that it's, it's a safe, it's a safe place to be able to share. It's a, it's exactly what you said, Candace and, and Ricky, that these are people who understand you and you start to find a little bit of your story and their story as mm-hmm. well. And so that made me accept and begin to branch out for accountability partners. And then you, then you start to befriend the people in the meeting room and you kind of start to find like your little tribe within the space. And so early on, you know, Ricky was one of the the first people and then we go walk at the mall or so you start to look forward, like here's somebody else who's committed to doing healthy things. And it was that first foray of like, Hey, I can invite this person to go do something. And um, they are okay with me asking not to do something around food and they're going to think twice and they're going to be excited to go also go do something that's not around food. And it was like, you start to build this, this friendship in this bubble of, of people who understand. Yeah. That was like the, that's the biggest thing is people who understand. And you know, what's, what's interesting for me is while that's a pro, that's also the con like you said, is that it's people who understand, which means that they know the games you play because they play those games Mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, depending on where I am in my journey, can be that one who's a horrible accountability partner because when I don't want to be found or I want to stay in my addictive behaviors, Mm -hmm. I can figure out, I, I know that they, other people know and I can hide you know, yeah. run from, run from the accountability that is known with people who get it. You know, like if I go into the, to the WW studio or I talk to you guys and I'm like, 
Yeah, because all I ate yesterday was just some salad and I said no to all the cake and didn't do this. And you all can see the look in my eye. You're like, "Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we know what that means. We know something's going on. Mm -hmm. So I might tend to want to hide. So I have to really be aware that if I am around people who I feel get it, that it forces me knowing that it can force me to want to hide. Mm -hmm. And I have to address Mm -hmm. that. Have you guys ever found that you've become too dependent on an accountability partner? Because I would say that's my biggest con. Um, Have you guys had that experience? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you don't exercise because, Mm -hmm. okay, well, we were supposed to go do this together and they flaked Mm -hmm. out. So I guess I'm just not going to. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I I missed a period in my life I've probably shared before when I, I would walk every day with a friend after work and we lived really close to each other. We were both, you know, pretty stu- like close out of college. So we both lived in our parents' house and, and we didn't, we didn't know each other before we worked together, but we became such good friends through those walks and, you know, long, long walks. And it, it didn't even feel that way because we were chatting the whole time. Yeah. But then when that slowed down, I wasn't going to be walking in the woods by myself. <laughs> so, you know, like I, and not that that's the only way I could have worked out, but it became a reason not to work out at all. Mm-hmm. I would say like another con, at least for me, when it would come to the accountability partners and even something along that, I become too dependent on them that I forget to be accountable to myself, mm-hmm. that I put all of the accountability on them in that relationship instead of owning my part of, of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and being resp- being responsible, being accountable of going and doing my my own thing when I say that I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I think that re- recognizing in those relationships that there is still an independent nature to what you're doing, like your journey is still yours, is something that I had to recognize because comparison can really rear its ugly head. You know, when you're sharing a journey so closely with someone, or like you said, going on walks and talking and. What if I'm, what if I'm a a microwave and you're a crock pot, right? And how your weight loss is going or and how your stamina is increasing. That used to be something that I've had to work on saying it's, even though we're accountability partners, we're still individuals and our bodies Mm -hmm. are still different and we still have different ways that we're going to, you know, approach how our bodies are going to accept weight loss. Like I said, I'm menopausal, Ricky's not, you know, Aaron, you or maybe probably not, but you know, my point is everybody's going not to yet, do. but she's coming. She's got but, the attitude. <laughs> so, you know, the point is, so I can't compare myself right. to you guys, even if we were to do exactly the same thing in a week. And, mm-hmm. um, I tend to want to compare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels right. So I think that I've, I've seen so many people though, who really do kind of get together when we were going to the meetings and in person, accountability partners always sat next to each other and, you know, like the ones who really, really got close. And it's great to see how the relationships flourish. Yeah. And people are even doing it online now because, yeah. you know, we're mm-hmm. virtual for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You find like it's different with people that you've met online or have, do you, have you ever had an accountability partner that you haven't actually seen in person or interacted with in person? I have not. Mm-hmm. I haven't, but I think about um, Ashley who used to be at our meetings and went online and she had a group of people that she met through the WW virtual meetings. Mm-hmm. And then they did all people flew in, they all flew in to see That's her right. for, for her birthday and celebrated her. So yeah. I remember that was, mm-hmm. you know, there's an example of somebody who, who had a, a distant mm-hmm. you know, relationship. 
Yeah, with that. I think there's something to speak to about how a lot of times when things do fall out with accountability partners, it, there's life changes, you know, like mm-hmm. one person might be still single and one person might get married or one person has a baby and one person isn't at that stage. And, you know, it's, I think there's a little bit of mourning and loss of part of that friendship when you do have a change in your ability to support each other in the same way. So I think sometimes we have to acknowledge what's happening. Like, am I sad because I don't have accountability partner anymore? Or am I sad because of a friendship? And I I think I have to do the healing that goes along with that and not just mope in it because it's, yes, it's, I've lost this partner and I, I don't have anyone to walk with me right now, but is it also, am, am I like, going deeper into my thoughts about like a friendship changing. Yeah. So I think, you know, sometimes we have to acknowledge what's going on and, and kind of repair that. So it's not just that I need to get a new walking partner while that's important. I also need to acknowledge why I'm, you know, maybe sad about it. Yeah. And diversify too. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. something like that causes me to kind of expand my circle of accountability because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you can put pressure on just one person to be mm-hmm. your like everything. Cause like you said, people fall off and they may not even have a, re- they move yeah, they get married. and it can't be that that is your only outlet is what I had to teach myself. Cause I, I was the one who used to mourn those friendships or mourn those partners mm-hmm. and want them to stay. Like when people used to stop coming to meetings, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, wait a second, I need you there. No, you have to allow people to do things the way that they need to, mm-hmm. but I can now reach out to this new person. You know, there might be a new person who I can sit next to, or and it doesn't mean you have to completely, you know, get rid of the old person. It's just mm-hmm. recognizing where they are in their life. Cause mm-hmm. I think I've tried too hard to control others and their decisions or their life, you mm-hmm. know, because I was the one who at one point I got, I got married and had the baby. And then I was worried that nobody was going to want to talk to me anymore because I have this crying infant. Well, we almost cut you out, but we decided to keep you. I know, but you know, I was going to change my name and find you. And you're like, <laughs> I don't have a kid. <laughs> There's no kid here. Nicole is kid free. Okay. But, but, you know, you just saying like, this is who I am. And it's okay that we're in different stages. Mm-hmm. And that means that sometimes you're going to do things that I don't do. There's going to, you can, you two may walk and I can't walk, mm-hmm. you know, like going to walk with you guys, like, because I have to take care of my child. That's okay. I saw someone post um, somewhere on social media talking about how a lot of her friends who had kids, she was, you know, she was the one who was like the quote unquote left behind friend, but she just wasn't in that stage of her life. And her friend stopped inviting her. She's like, what do you mean? I would love to go to brunch with you and your baby. I would love to, you know. So I think like we also cannot make those assumptions about people like throw an invite to a friend who just had a baby or throw out an invite to someone who, you know, just got married and they can say no, they can say, but but I mean, I think sometimes as a protective way, we kind of say, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to bother them or I'm not going to, you know, be there because they probably don't want to hang out with me, but you're not going to know unless you ask. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and that, that's, that's a good question too. I always think about, do you feel like you punish your accountability partners too, in terms of events? Mm-hmm. Like if they're in the Weight Watchers world, like, you know, I'm not going to, I was going to have a potluck, but I'm not going to invite Aaron and Ricky because I don't want to tempt them with food because, you know, we all have the food issue. 
And this is going to have really good food there. And I don't want them to be out of points. You know, have you ever, maybe not to that extreme, but have you felt the need or ever had people experience somebody protecting you based on what it is that you all may share as a struggle? Not when you didn't ask them to. Well, I would, for me, it hasn't been Weight Watchers people. It's just been the quote unquote general public. They're like, well, we know you're, we know you're working on your weight. So we just didn't want to, you know, basically we don't want you to bring your salad up in this biz and make us feel bad. Generally is how I've interpreted it, you know, because <laughs> you know, your salad is offensive. Okay. We're, we're going out to eat and we're like, we know you're going to get this. And listen, now I got a whole different issue because of the food allergies. Nobody wants to invite me out to eat because it means we're going to have to change where we eat more than likely. So <laughs> I don't know, because you found some really great things. Like when we've gone here, like, look at these nachos. These fit right. my whole thing. <laughs> like, like, just to follow Aaron a little bit more, huh? This gluten and dairy restriction, because this looks good. So she found a way. She found, found a way. way. Yeah. <laughs> But that's good to know because I think that encounter. I, I've, I am glad to hear that we've covered the pros mm-hmm. and the cons because I think that there's no right way. And people, there are people who choose, like you said, to go solo and say, "I don't want anybody to be a part of this journey with me." Like I kind of mm-hmm. want to just do it on my own. I think. I think one of the things too with the accountability partners too is like at some point, you know, and depending on on how you personally structure it with this other person. Are you talking about only the weight and only the food with them? Or do they become more than just accountability partner? Do they actually become your friend? Mm, And so for all of us, we went from, hey, we've got these. We've traveled together and, you know, you guys coming over to my house and doing foods and things like that. Um, You know, I I think that's what do you guys think about that? Do you think it's ever okay just to put somebody in a box? Have you ever done that and put someone in a box? Without them morphing into a friend. I'm not good at that. I feel like if we get to the point where we're sharing, because there's a lot of, like you said, Erin, there's a lot of vulnerability in accountability Mm -hmm. because you have to share like, this is my weakness. This is hard. This is my strength. This is what I'm good at. This is what I need. That's hard to do. So I think it's... For me, I think it's easy to cross lines into friendship because I'm sharing <laughs> things that are are not just easily shared. Yeah, I would say I agree. And that also can open me up to hurt if the person hasn't made that transition who where they're like, oh, no, no, you're just you're just my food friend. You're my food, my food person. And I'm like, no. I've shared with you my weight. We are one. Like we are, we're connected. You know how much I weigh, you know? And they're like, okay. But I mean, I'm still not inviting you over to my house. And it's like, oh. So I tend to be like you, Ricky, where I, 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 I do put those who get to that level kind of in that friend category, category almost immediately, which may not be appropriate. That probably could be a struggle. What about you? Um, no, I think, I mean, obviously Ricky, we've, <laughs> we're still going strong. Yes, many years Candace, later. We're still going strong and you're a young one in this yeah, mix. No, I, I forced myself, as I said, into the trio oh, I'm going to be friends. I started with friends, not accountability partners. We're friends. <laughs> Ship over that. Um, we I've, only, I've yeah. only had one other 
one other person that I can think of, and I, I mean, not anymore, but it was strictly on the exercise mm-hmm. and it was more on the exercise accountability than it was even on the food accountability. Um, and it was only because they started to get, this is, they got too inquisitive. And I was like, it didn't, I didn't feel like we had developed enough of a friendship for me to open up other boxes, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I think I just want you to live in the exercise space. I really don't, I don't even want to delve that much more into you as a person other than just, just this. And Mm -hmm. that feels really cold in a way, but it was, it was the right thing at that time Mm -hmm. uh, is the only, is it's the best way that I can explain it. So yeah, I've kind of done that before, but it hasn't worked out well. Mm -hmm. Let's put Mm -hmm. it that way. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think sometimes you can deal with people who are, I'm. you can be sketchy with why are they wanting to be like an accountability? You have nosy people. I feel mm-hmm. who are trying to get information maybe that you don't want to share. I brought up the weight, you know, being funny, but some people they're just nosy. They want to know how much you weigh or they mm-hmm. just want to know what, how you do what you do, but there's no real connection there. So I can understand that Aaron. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Um, well, I love this conversation. And one of the things that I love about the real WW talk Facebook group is we have so many people who have actually become accountability partners together through, through mm-hmm. online, um, yeah. because they've, you know, it's a place of commonality. So I think we should do that. We haven't done that in a while, but we should make a post, um, inviting, you know, accountability partners. If anybody wants to pair up almost like kind of like, match (laughs) (laughs) tinder swipe left exactly (laughs) tell us about yourself and then go find swipe left on you you know (laughs) no space with us (laughs) i think we should do that we should do that let's do it let's do it uh well we hope that you have a great week um if you haven't talked to your accountability buddy partner as our uh (laughs) As our one of our meeting coaches, Layla, used to call him. I think that's such a great name. Uh, maybe just tell your accountability accountability partner. Let's do that. Accountability partner that you appreciate them and you're glad that you have them along in the journey. Sometimes having that accountability is as much giving back to them as you are also taking back and making people feel valued is never, never a bad thing. So, Hey, we're happy to be a part of accountability, even with you, uh, you know, us putting ourselves out there, the things that we're talking about. We also recognize that we're opening ourselves up to you. And so, um, we thank you for, um, for being along on the ride with us very much. Don't tell anybody. That's right. (laughs) Don't say a word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a great week. Don't forget. You can find us on the podcast. We've got YouTube, uh, we've got Instagram, and of course, the Real WW Talk Facebook group. And you just search Real WW Talk to find us anywhere. Have a great week.